to the square and shopped around. Saw some muppet born who ran out of town. Went and followed the red to a challenger skill. Saw some hoops and sticks. Caught him for the thrill. Finally, we had won. We had felt glorious. But in catching the Muppet born, we were caught by the Azorius. Locked us up in jail. Had a talk with Daryl. Hunted by his mom. The silence means great peril. Had to get out of there. Daryl thought he was dead. But then we got a visit from a long mage named Dread. Hello fellow adventurers and welcome to Ravnik Avengers 2 Disco of the Soul, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast about six incredibly inept superheroes who have been thrust 10 years into the future in the plain wide city of Ravnica. I'm your dungeon master Sullivan Harris and as we go around the computer screens today there are 10 guilds in Ravnica. All of them have their specific jobs and goals so can you all tell me what guild your character belongs to and how they joined it. So we will start with Ben Mannix. Ten guilds, that's news to me. Anyways, I play <laughs> Flumstike Dragava, the Badalkane cleric. And how did Flum get involved with the Selesnia conclave? Well, let's rewind time to when Flum <laughs> may or may not have accidentally killed that old priest. Wait, can we do the... Because you guys are in prison, so we can do like the, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. Accidentally <laughs> kill the guy. After that happened, Flum started to hear a mysterious voice in his head that kept trying to give him directives and telling him to do stuff. And one of the things the voice in his head told him to do was join the Selesnya Conclave. And Flum kept going, oh, I don't want to join that. I don't want to be a part of it. And so for a while, this went on. The voice kept trying to convince Flum that that's what he had to do. That that was his destiny. And Flum was like, oh, I've never had that food before. I don't know about that one. Until <laughs> later, when the voice in his head started to learn of Flum, who he was, and his personality. And it came up with this whole elaborate ruse where it's like, after watching Flum watch this play and be very enthused by it, he's like, you know, Flum, if you join the Selesnya Conclave, I bet you could be an actor. And Flum goes, Whoa, an actor? I want to be an actor. He wanted to be an actor? And he runs and joins the club. Yeah, wait, where did this come from? Where'd the actor thing come from? That's just the lie it ran with, and Flum went into it. I really love this take, but I am surprised you didn't incorporate anime more into it. Yeah, I was thinking um, he watched him watch Flum watch anime. (laughs) Two out of ten, not enough anime. Uh, Yeah, where's the waifu? 
There's kind of an expectation at this point that a waifu will be involved <laughs> in all of your yeah, backstories. But... No, Flum, Flum got really... There's a phase Flum was really into um, performance. Oh, and the voice in his head just capitalized on it. Lena Pratt. Playing Guy Elfman, a dwarven paladin. So Guy is an Orzov. And they're kind of a culty church bank for people who probably don't know because it doesn't come up a lot. I think it came up once in like episode two and then yeah. we forgot about it. For all of our dedicated listeners out there. <laughs> Rather unrelated to most things in all honesty. So basically what happens, we all know Guy grew up at an orphanage. He pulled a long grift whereby he stayed there for about 150 years, just repeatedly saying, no, nah, I'm only like 10. And so he was there for about 150 years and they started to realize what happened. And so he was looking around for a job. He was in pretty desperate need when he received an email oh, asking for... <laughs> yeah, the emails that you get into the fantasy city of Ravnica. Was yeah. it telling him he's like the long lost prince of fucking Bangladesh? And it's like ma- his millions now? <laughs> it's mail delivered by an eagle, Sullivan. It's common. Uh, eagle mail. Eagle, okay. eagle mail. Okay. okay. E-girl. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> e-girl mail? It's hand-delivered by an e-girl. <laughs> <laughs> Which means not eagle included. girl. <laughs> eagle girl. <laughs> Pretty common photo. Oh. Um, oh, man. Either way, this is going to be rec- the longest episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> he received a letter asking for creative, self-driven people looking to work for no, a fun email. team. No, an email. Don't switch this to letter. We are, we're already sorry. all in on email. You're right. Email. I'm sorry. I wrote it down weird. We just spent two minutes on email. We can't I'll turn start back again. Now. I'll start again. He received an email asking for creative, self-driven people looking to work for a fun team, not afraid to take oh, initiative, and willing to work <laughs> oh, strictly by commission. Oh, and it said at the very bottom in really big gold letters, it said that there's a possibility to earn up to 100 gold an hour. So he was pretty hype. Oh, it's like, wow. hey, girl bosses. Uh, are you interested in forming a fun flirty girl tribe (laughs) so he went in he did a big group interview and when he got there they basically sold him a Orzov bible and these like informational pamphlets about a new hot currency called cluck bucks that the Orzovs were trying to start oh god is that what it's called Casey no I didn't do this Sullivan said cluck bucks (laughs) they said it earlier and I ran with it god damn it Casey (laughs) so (laughs) he He put in an upfront investment of 50 gold and was told to go door to door and convince people to invest in the new currency. And he was supposed to get commission off that. But like everything you don't sell, you got to pay for. He's deeply in debt to the Orzons. No, no, oh, the, 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 him working for commission was, was for cluck bucks. So he just got cluck bucks. Yeah, but cluck bucks are worth nothing. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't sell any. He never got cluck bucks. <laughs> Who would buy those? Did anyone buy them? Like, was was there a single person that invested in Cluck um, Not from Guy. The rest is up to the person in charge of the world. No, actually, Guy, you sold two to this bizarre, raving elephant at one point. Oh. It was, like, foaming <laughs> at the mouth. And then you're like, do you want to buy? And he goes, yes! <laughs> and uh, the rest is history. Excellent. Casey Clark. Playing Baldrick Stormcaller, human storm herald barbarian. You know what? Let me start over. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you like Good unplug night. that shit? Uh, 
good. I could, <laughs> but I have to go across the room. I think it's over. I'm <laughs> playing Baldric Stormcaller, human storm herald barbarian. So Baldric joined the guild after trying to pickpocket a high up Boros legionnaire who ended yes. up being his now mentor, Kragnar the Minotaur. Because when Baldric was living on the streets and committing crime with Lef, he was, it was, it was pretty bad for him. But Kragnar saw this and he uh, decided instead of punishing Baldric to bring him under his wing and recruit him as a legionnaire. And uh, Baldric eventually worked his way up the ranks and he's now uh, a detective. Wow, that was like an actual D&D backstory. Actual answer. Yeah. Don't, don't worry, I got one cooked up for you too. Okay, well, Joanna. Uh, she was bluffing. Uh, shit, uh, <laughs> I have hi. absolutely nothing. Hi guys, I play Shirley Shake Hands at Tabaxi Road, <laughs> and no. Okay, so hi guys. No, I, I play Crab with the Hands. I play. <laughs> have you ever heard of Jimbo Sax? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Jimbo hyphen Sax. Jimbo hyphen hyphen Sax. Excuse me. Okay, uh. so I play Daryl Hall, a Loxodon Bard Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> it is still up in the air. And how I start got in with the Rakdos uh, is that after I killed my my little my little bouncing baby brother, shot him right in the eye, uh, and I left the family. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Prior to that, I was pursuing like very like Christian rock, like very wholesome music. I, I played the piano, acoustic guitar. But after the trauma dealt out by the hands of my mother, I kind of, I, I fell into like an angst mode. And once I left the silence, it didn't feel right to go back to those like acoustic roots that my music passion came from. And so once I began to experiment with drugs, I also was introduced to the world of raving. I just fell in love with it. It became a passion. And uh, actually in here, in my backstory notes, I said I became the pied the patron minstrel saint of street rats. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> like actual rats or like ne'er do wells? Probably both. City children? Yeah. The street kids? Yeah. They're all the same. They all got I fur. mean, that would, ex- yeah, that would explain your connection to the Innistradian kids as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what happened. It became like a, a Barney. Of sorts. <laughs> Actually, wait. He molested. Not kids, how didn't I would describe. What? Um, I don't think he no, did. I thought it was. I thought it was no, drugs. No, he in had his drugs. Yeah. Barney the dinosaur. Actually, maybe it's very much like a Barney. <laughs> what are we talking about? I am so lost. Kids, don't look in my tail. But anyway, yeah, that's that's uh, how I fell into the Rakdos. That kind of just my raving became a part of me and. Rakdos was the easiest outlet for that. Chris Rowe. Playing Chuggles the Moopit Born. So how Chuggles got involved with the Selesnia, it's... uh, So Muppets Muppets love nature. And back in the caves of Auntie Grandma's, there ain't no nature, really. We just got stalagmites, stalactites, stalagmoots, which are the ones that go out straight, not up or down. (laughs) They're actually Stalag from moots. a different different dimension. Yeah, interdimensional stalags. Yeah. yeah, because naturally, a stalactite cannot form horizontally. That is very impossible. They move in a direction that cannot be perceived by our reality. <laughs> There's like weird gravity warps in the in the Muppet-born mines. Yeah, and also 
Chuggles may or may not have made one out of just gluing stones to a wall to impress his friends. (laughs) 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 We got stalagmite, stalactite. Ain't got no stalagmite. It's hard to escape from the Muppetborn Caves, so they wanted to make nature there. But the only things they had access to was like yarn and shit. So they weaved yarn together to make synthetic grass. They called that carpet. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. The Muppet Porns invented carpet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, They also just made like stone trees or some shit to make themselves feel better. But basically, (laughs) when Chuggles escaped the Muppet Born Caves and lived in the ghettos, they liked to fucking garden a lot. So they were pretty happy with that. And when he went to the um, Milky Palace to see Flum, because they're best friends... Flum was also learning to join the Selesnia. So he was like, yeah, I'll join the Selesnia because they preserve nature and life. <laughs> I want to be an actor. I, w- I would love to see that conversation where Chuggles is just genuinely like, I love nature. And Flum is like, I want to be an actor. <laughs> and then it was just like, the rest is history, you know? Well, Flum joined a club, so Chuggles wanted to join the club too. He wants to preserve the 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 image of the Muppet born because they don't have a very good image. So he wants to be a little hero boy. Is that true? Chuggles has never acted like that. I, has, <laughs> well, he, has Chuggles okay. ever been the standout moral he, he, compass no, of the Muppet no. born? <laughs> have you seen other Muppet born? To be fair, only two about. I that is not true at all. You fought alongside an army of Muppet Born. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking like actually like one with like personalities and names. You know, like I could only name like Drambo, <laughs> okay. then like one other one. Hey, Drambo has a personality. Technically, those are fairy that come right. through our world become Muppet Born. Chuggles is born, raised Muppet Born in Ravnica, so that's no, a bit different of a no. situation. Well, that's not open. true. Not true actually. at all. <laughs> Yeah, but Chuggles doesn't retain his memories from the Fae Wild, right? No. So it's yeah. like he's reborn in this world. Yeah. So it's a complete being living as a Muppet board in Ravnica is a very different experience than being in the Fae Wild. Okay. We have not very true. much interacted with Ravnican Muppet born. Uh, is that everybody? Did we? Did we have everyone? <laughs> I think it's everyone. I feel like we missed someone. It's We're missing. Sting. Sting. Sting! Sting, Goblin Ranger, eight years old, and I joined the Selesnia because uh, they're cool and you get to wear cool armor. You complained about my back. Boo. Can Sting have negative inspiration for that? <laughs> Let's just uh, kill Sting him. will get disadvantage on one roll. All right. Uh, so as per tradition, we are going to vote for who had the best backstory this week. Um, and that person will get an inspiration. I'm going to start out the voting and say, I think that guy's backstory was pretty extra. Okay. So I'm going to put my my coin, my cluck buck in that pot. <laughs> I vote Sting. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I'm I, I vote Guy. I vote Guy. I want to be an actor. I vote, I vote Guy as well. All right, Guy, put that inspiration in your back pocket. You have till the end of the episode to use it. Super going to forget it, but thank you so much. So, where we left off two weeks ago, you all managed to get yourself arrested by the Azorius Senate in the 10th District Plaza. Hey. Uh, hey. Fake news. They brought you all into the massive golden sphere that is the city's main guild hall and placed you in a holding cell where Baldric's old friend, 
Law Mage Dread appeared wearing a familiar locket. Glad to see you're finally in your place, Baldrick. Dread, you better give me that locket. I swear to fuck. What's the name of the solicitor? There, God. Uh, oh no, no, no! I got it. I Fred. swear to General Aurelia, I will get you. Jesus fuck! He's gonna get him, Baldrick. I hate to break it to you. Legally, this locket is mine. I acquired it through the auctions held nine years ago at the building formerly known as the Buckster Building. Yeah, and it's out of my office. Do you know how much money it costs to refurbish that place? No, I have no idea. <laughs> a lot of money. Why don't you tell me in, in vicious detail? You don't deserve the pleasure of knowing what my office was in its prime. Ew. <laughs> what? <laughs> what pleasure was being had in your office? Disgusting. <laughs> I wouldn't bring a blacklight in there if you had me a gut up to my head. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I had me a uh, gunhead. <laughs> Guys, the office just had some minor enchantments to make it seem like one of my favorite detective plays of all time. All right. This with the old. What would that be, Baldrick? What would that be? Casawanka. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> no. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. God, why is it? Whatever was friend? in your office before, it doesn't matter now. It is now legally the property of whoever purchased it at the auction nine years ago. Like this locket, which is mine. All right, you, you've got the locket, but can you at least give me what's inside the locket? No, sir. Everything about this locket is now my property. Oh, no. Kick his ass. I swear to God, if I get out of this cell, I'm going to pry it off your neck. Ha <laughs> ha, you can try. As this is going on, I like sidle up to Sting and I'm like, Sting, do you know who this guy is. Wait, do I know who this guy is? Yeah, Daryl, don't you remember uh, earlier today when Chuggles pulled out the All playing right. cards and he had the one of this guy, Lamage Dread? Why is he Why is he part of the Ravnik Avengers cards? Don't worry about the trading card. He was there when we when you guys first investigated the explosion at the Izet Lab. He's the one that asked for the permits. That's this asshole? Yes. <laughs> hey, you watch your mouth. I see those tattoos. I can have you arrested in seconds. Again, double arrested. Ooh, yeah, daddy. I'll wash your mouth. <laughs> I, don't th I don't think that's how it works, actually. Dread, Dread, I know Azorius Law, and we're entitled to a trial. Uh, yeah, a trial for breaking the rule of the 10th District Plaza. I'm entitled to a magical phone call. Now, give me my phone. <laughs> give me my phone call. I want to send an email. <laughs> yeah, give me, let me, give, give me my email. I want that e I want that eagle girl in the lobby to send my mail right now, Dread. Yeah, get one of those eagle <laughs> girls in here. I think you're thinking of the laws of a very distant <laughs> plane. That does not happen here. Oh, man. Ten years of power really gone to your head, hasn't it? I was just here on official Azorius business when I heard that Baldrick Stormcaller was arrested for breaking the 10th District Plaza rules. I just had to come see it for myself. Ha 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 ha! Anyways, I have real business to do. So, uh, hasta la vista, douchebag. And he, like, gives you a little salute. And he spreads out. Slam <laughs> slams on the wall. It says, I'll get you! Don't you guys find that a bit suspicious? I mean, news doesn't travel that fast, right? Is he single? God damn it. Guys, guys. Uh, <laughs> Daryl, he was really mean to us once, and you, and are you like into that? I've been You're trapped mean. in hell for four months. Guys, guys, listen. I may have under-embellished the importance of the locket that's around his neck. There's something else in the locket that's a lot more important than the picture of Lef. 
like another picture of Lef? <laughs> a, a smaller, prettier <laughs> picture of Lef. Remember when Lef disintegrated and she left behind a piece of her soul? Absolutely not. No. No, she didn't. Oh, whatever. She turned to dust. There was goo. Daryl snorted some goo. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> when we went back to the speaker's headquarters at the top of the the uh, guild concourse in Ward 69, I had Ehrlich sneak into my office and place left soul fragment in the locket. Why did you put it in the locket? Why didn't you just get one? There's like soul containment tubes, Baldrick. Like those are widely available. And do you not have pockets? I did, but I wanted to put it somewhere safe. Like a dollar store locket? I'm Baldrick. I have lightning powers. I'm going to put my girlfriend <laughs> okay. in a the, locket. Back then, the plan wasn't, oh, go on a whole plane, you know, a plane hopping adventure and then end up back in Ravnica 10 years later. I thought we'd be back home and it'd still be there. Wait, this whole operation was your idea. But if you're so into this girl, why didn't you at least wear the locket? Wait, wait, wait. Is Sting <laughs> technically 18? No, we didn't experience the time jump. <laughs> Sting reaches into his back pocket and he pulls out his Ravnica license and he's like, I'm 18, baby. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I'm legal in, in I'm legal in five of the six precincts. Wait, what's in the six? <laughs> There's only six? Well, Sting, you've always been legal in Philadelphia. So back, Chuggles, where we last left you, you were sitting on the toilet uh, on one side of the rim with Drambo on the other side of the rim. <laughs> and while everyone else is arguing with Baldrick, since you did not pipe in, uh, Drambo's just going to be like, so what? Uh, uh, what about us? Oh, uh, what you mean, Drambo? Uh, just, uh, like us, where are we at right now? You and me. Us, together. Uh, 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 uh. I'd like to dunk Drambo's head in the toilet. Oh, shit! Uh, dexterity versus his strength. All right. Uh. Also, Chuckles doesn't have any prior knowledge of their relationship, right? I think he was told. Yeah, that's why I'm dunking him in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I'd... Uh, he got an 11 plus nothing, so straight 11. I got a 21. Okay, you dunk his head in the toilet. Um, are you just holding it there? I mean, Muppets don't need air. Chuggles <laughs> thinks. So, yes? Yeah. Uh, okay, so the rest of you, as you're arguing, you just start hearing wild flailing from over in the corner toilet and water splashing around. Ooh, good thinking, Chuggles. We'll flush Drambo out of here, and then he can break us out from the outside. Exactly, Flum. <laughs> No, no, no. Chuggles, get 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 Drambo out of the toilet. God, he's if anything, he'll just they'll just clog it up. Get him out. Good thinking, Baldrick. We clog the entire system and flood the prison. <laughs> Alright, start finding things, Flum. Let's cram this toilet full. Is there anything in this jail cell except the toilet? There's nothing loose. There's a long bench across the the long side of the wall with the toilet right next to it, and that's it. There's Who's nothing. Who's gonna loose. try and rip the bench off? <laughs> Make a strength check. That's a uh, twelve. No, you don't rip the bench off. Chuggles <laughs> hops into the toilet with Drambo, and we're trying to clog it with our butts. As that's going on, um, you hear the, like a door slam in the distance. And a, a voice moving towards you guys. Uh, it's a very nasally voice. And it's like, unbelievable, unbelievable. You put them in the holding cells of Billy Joel? Billy Joel. Of what? Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Oh. 
Oh, yeah, idiot. And suddenly a man who's not even five feet tall, like very short guy, with a massive crooked nose and brown hair that's receding so much, it's a wonder he just hasn't shaved it off already, uh, walks into your view. And he looks at you all and he's like, I want these heroes released immediately. And um, the voice of the Vidalcan guard that brought you to the cell yells from the distance, but, but sir, they broke the law. And this guy in front of you is like, Law schmas, if they hadn't broken the laws 10 years ago, you'd all be dead right now. All right, all right. And the, the door to the cell uh, starts to glow blue and open as it did when it Woo-hoo. let you guys in. And you are now standing face-to-face with this uh, ugly-looking short dude who's dressed in a nice black suit. I'd like to point out that five feet is tall for most of this group. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. George Costanza. Okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Baldrick's going to step up and be like, Oh my God. God, thank you, sir. What's your, what's your name? My name is Mr. Black, but you can call me the curator. The, the curator? Can I recognize that? Like what, of what, me? What, if I may ask, what do you curate? Hang on. I'm sure you guys have a lot of questions, but I'll, I'll answer them all in due time. It's jolly, jolly good to meet you all. And he like reaches out to shake each of your hands. I shake it. Flum, he like grabs your hand. It's like a nice warm handshake. He puts like the second hand over it and he's like, Flum, shake your cava. I hear your wrestling skills are unparalleled in the city of Ravnica. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess you could say that. And then Flum blushes a little. Baldrick's going to shake his hand. But as he does, I'd like to make a perception check and peek out in the hallway to see if Dread is still out there. I mean, you can just peek around. And okay. He is not there. Damn. It's a very, very long hallway. You can see to the end of it, but no, no Dread. All right. Uh, well, well, thank you, sir, for uh, helping us out in this situation. Yes, of course, you're heroes. Heroes, I say. Baldrick, Stormcaller, right? Am I right? Yes, that, that, that is my name. Well, I've heard so <laughs> much about you, so much. Your, uh, your graduating class used to call you Ravnica's Hall Monitor. Is that right? Ravnica's Hall Monitor? Sounds about right to me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yes, yes, sir. Yes. Um, um, by any chance, do you, do you know where my former commanding officer is, Kragnar? Uh, we could have somebody look that up immediately. <laughs> okay. I, I'm up next, but um, instead of like shaking hands, I bump elbows and I'm like, gotta, gotta respect the uh, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> he does like, he does a little awkward, like he doesn't know what you're going for. So he like grabs your elbow and then like awkwardly puts his elbow up um, and looks very confused. And he's like, ah, Daryl Hall, right? I, uh, I see you've got a bit of a situation going on on your face there. My trunk's always here, little man. Don't worry about it. Ha! And the humor that I've been told so much about is there. Yes, it is. Uh, Guy Elfman, right? And he waves back at you. Who wants to know? Me. I already introduced myself. I am Mr. Black, but you can call me the curator. Mm, I guess so. I hear you've missed quite a few days of work there, Guy. So you might want to get back to your boss. He's uh, not the most pleasant of fellas, huh? No, he's not. <laughs> That's why I don't go... Well, come on, I must say, it's, it's a true honor to meet you all. Uh, why, why don't you all follow me? We'll go up to my office, I'll answer any questions you have. Trust me, I have plenty of questions for you as well. Okay. Baldrick says just a second, and he's going to go and grab Drambo and Chuggles out of the toilet and just like lift, like lift them up by like the hey! back, their backs and carry um, them out. Are you resisting, Chuggles? No. <laughs> okay, well, Drambo is. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. I'm hanging on to Drambo because I want Drambo to come with. Drambo got a so we're gonna do a strength uh, contest. So yeah. Drambo got a nine. Eighteen. 
you pull both Drambo and Chuggles out, one in each hand, and Drambo's like, wait, I was kind of into it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice hot tub. We got we gotta go. Someone's letting us out. <laughs> Doc, put me back in the easy bake oven. <laughs> just, just for a little bit longer. Come on, Chuggles, I smell the main plot around here somewhere. <laughs> Ooh. I, I guess I guess we could do this later. Chuggles puts his hair in a way that make him feel like a main character. Um, so he starts walking out and he is like waving you guys along uh, to come out into the hallway with him. We follow. Mm-hmm. So he leads you back out into the grand open chamber of the guild hall where there are now dozens and dozens and dozens of people all crowded around together um, looking like they're waiting for something. And the moment one of them sees you guys walk out of the large obsidian door that led to the holding cells... This mob just runs towards you all. Um, the Azorius guards that are like lined around the chamber quickly fall into formation, creating a little barricade between you and the mob. Um, but they are all just like screaming at you as the curator leads you to one of the many flights of golden stairs that heads up into the open space of the guild hall. Um, along the way, Baldric is keeping an eye out for Dread. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> I think personally, this <laughs> wouldn't like bother Daryl at all. Because he's so used to, you know, being like the center of attention at parties and raves and stuff that this is just kind of like par for the course. It is a bit odd for it to be happening in the daytime, though. Sting is going to like tug on your on your jack a little bit and he's going to be like, Daryl, you might want to cover up a little bit. Wow, sex this much, Sting? Yeah, okay, look. And he points to the crowd and where he's pointing, you see that there are a couple of the citizens that are like gathered around are aiming... Uh, boxes that are similar to what the speaker was using back at the Selesnia tree and like there's these big flashes of light going off and he's like I think they're like capturing images of you so you might not okay, want to yeah, yeah, yeah. be like all out in the open Hide my- I got it I got it I got it Chuggles which just to wiggle free and go over to Daryl and give a spell hello Daryl uh, hi <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk a lot do we also Chuggles does have a little pouch of uh, materials for his spells, so he reaches into his pouch and pulls out like a little chunk of bark and he boops it to Daryl and he would like to cast Bark Skin on Daryl. Daryl's skin now has a bark-like appearance and their AC cannot be less than 16, so... So if anyone th- if anyone throws their camera at me, I'll be set. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl, um, Mystique style, uh, all of your skin just kind of like flips up in little segments cool. and becomes just brown bark. Um, and you, your tattoos are not visible. Ah, tight. But flavor-wise, when Daryl turns around, there is a very there's just an open space for your ass. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that like he's not wearing pants? He's wearing pants, right? He's wearing assless chaps. Sorry. No, I was uh. not wearing assless chaps. <laughs> well, why not? I was wearing booty shorts. Flum does the Richard Nixon salute to the crowd. I am not a smiling. Through the cacophony, uh, Flum, you can actually, while you're doing that, make out a man right in front of you uh, who yells to you, Are we really to believe that the Ravnica Avengers who saved Ravnica 10 years ago are here alive in front of us right now? You betcha! It's me, <laughs> Flum Gava, the Dalkin Cleric and superhero extraordinaire. Well, if you are the real Ravnica Avengers, how did you manage to return from the land of the dead? The car took us back. The car? <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, Flum, Flum, God. What? We were in another plane. We weren't dead. That's all you got to know. This is Ravnik Avengers business. 
Okay, so if you were in Innistrad and you're not dead, are the turkey and the vampire and the muppet, are they still alive too? Hey! No, you listen here, you son of a bitch. I choked the life out of them myself. I know that they are dead. Can you roll an intimidation check? Yeah. Seeing see Ben's impression of that on video really, really did it for me. That was amazing. Uh, 17. Uh, so his face just goes completely white. His eyes go huge and he's just like staring at you. And the curator steps up behind you, kind of like ushering you to keep moving up the stairs. And he's like... Wow, I've uh, never seen anyone deal with Jimmy Oliphant that way. Uh, nasty little reporter, that Jimmy guy. Oliphant. Be careful what you say to him. <laughs> you won't have to deal with him for long if he's around. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> did you just threaten a man's life? No. That's kind of what we do. <laughs> is there anyone that is uh, dressed in, like, Boros garb? Like, any kind of obvious people that I might know? I mean, these seem to all be press people um, in Boros People are usually not press people. Oh, okay. Never mind. Also, Dread's not out here, right? God. Dread is not out here, no. <laughs> Shut up about your boyfriend. <laughs> Hate boner. So as you guys ascend towards the top of the sphere, the screams of the crowd die down, um, and the curator leads you through a room that is lined on either side with two rows of about a dozen desks or so. Behind each one, there are two humans dressed in super fancy but solid-colored suits. Um, it's unlike anything you've seen before. These are all, um, like, very dark purple-colored suits. They're all hunched over pieces of parchment, working meticulously, like, not even looking up at you at all. And at the opposite end of the room, where he leads you, uh, there's a glass wall with a glass door that he opens up and steps inside. Uh, inside this glass office it's there's like a nice mahogany desk behind that there's a shelf with all sorts of like weird foreign trinkets and the curator motions for you all to sit in a row of wooden chairs that are across from the desk and he sits down like the the big fancy chair on the other side taking a deep deep sigh as he does i wish i had the big fancy chair <laughs> flum would you like the big fancy chair I, you can have the big fancy chair Kind of. <laughs> he stands up and he, he, he like picks it up and moves over to the other side, takes yours, brings it back around and sits down. Flum plops down happily in the big fancy chair. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's the least I can do for, uh, for the Ravnik Avengers. Yeah, I cannot even begin to explain to you the media friends you all have caused for me. The Ravnik Avengers, back from the dead. Well, I'm sure you're all full of questions and I will answer them to the best of my ability. I'm full of stuffing. Well, uh, I mean... Being back 10 years later kind of wasn't on the agenda, so uh, it would be appreciated. Um, first off, you say you're the curator. What are you curating? I am the curator of the Cult of Crayola. Oh, I was hoping it was hams. <laughs> <laughs> I do also enjoy a fine ham every once in a while. I love a lovely honey smoke. So who are who is this Cult of Crayola? They, they didn't exist before we left, so can you explain? Well, we are the Cult of Crayola. You're looking at them. Everybody out there, everybody in here, most people in the Guild Hall are the Cult of Crayola. We are a government body that was formed on a plane that I am told is very, very far away from here. Uh, we were handpicked by Jace Planeswalker himself to bring our system of government to your, to put it frankly, dying city, to try to turn things around. And I believe we have been doing a pretty decent job. Could you name the plane you guys are from? Unfortunately, that information is very classified. Direct orders from Jace. Mm, seems suspect. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Flum, I understand. I, 
I understand you being a bit apprehensive about the situation, as it is 10 years in the future, but we have brought crime rates down a whopping 50%, technology is evolving at a rapid rate, and we haven't had anything like the incident happen since we came into control. So I can assure you, we have everybody's best interest in mind. Excuse me, sir, do Muppetborns have rights yet? I wish I could bring better news to you, but no, you do not have many rights still. We're working on it, though. We are working on it. That's on what you said 10 years ago! <laughs> Actually, we didn't say anything 10 years ago because we were not here yet. He means the speaker, that worthless piece of crap. We are in agreement on that. The speaker did not do much. Speaking of the speaker, uh, why was the guild hall in Ward 69 taken by the Azorius? Well, part of bringing crime rate down was getting the Azorius into the lower class areas of the city, so... We had them take over buildings in every ward and uh, at, have them act as a police station. So, so that that's probably what happened to your Buxter building. Okay, and and what about the Boros? I mean, they were military police, granted, but they had a heavy hand in Ward sixty nine. What what now? They are exclusively on investigation duty. Uh, I think that you can attest to the fact that that is where your strong suit lies. Agreed. I saw something. Interesting earlier today. I think it was today. I saw <laughs> Rakdos, who seemed to be in alliance with uh, the crime syndicate known as the Silence for some reason. Do you have anything you could tell me about that? Not a ton. We have been researching that quite a bit, though. Uh, it's very concerning, if I'm being honest with you. Usually those two guilds are at war with each other, but they seem to have formed some kind of uneasy alliance. Great. We're not quite sure what the purpose of it is or what their endgame is, but... Uh, we are working on it. I hate bureaucracy. So, <clears throat> from what you said, you are all aware of the deeds we committed over in Innistrad and the, the plot to basically take over the multiverse by two vampires. Um, who, how, how were you, how did you come into possession of such info aside from us? Well, if uh, you remember back then, a couple of Zoria Senate, I believe it were, flew in on giant griffins or something and uh, didn't really do anything and immediately got sent back home. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. they do All that. Right. But they reported back to the Speaker and to Jace Planeswalker, and that's how we have all of our information. And that was before you came into power, yes? Or after? Correct. We got all this secondhand. Okay. Uh, all right, Curator. Uh, let's get down to brass tacks. There's something you're not telling us. Why are, why'd are you bring us up to this room? Because he wants something from us. Well, I'm not going to lie to you, Flum. Yes and no. Uh, I brought you up here because you guys are back in Ravnica after 10 years of being presumed dead. Uh, so I think it's reasonable for me to want to speak to you all. Yeah, it's a great inconvenience. Items from my <laughs> office have been stolen. Oh, no. God. Baldrick, you have to understand you were assumed to be dead for about 10 years. We need to limit Baldrick's word count <laughs> per episode. I mean, you guys could ask questions. Because I'm going to be honest here. As great as our deeds are and how great we are, you wouldn't bring us out of that jail cell unless you have something to ask of us. Because that's how this these runs always work. Again, I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, I do have my own purposes for bringing you up here. You did break the law, but like I said back in the jail cells, we can overlook that considering last time you broke the laws, you saved the entire plane. And also, um, you just got back here. You don't know the rules. It's fine. So let's be real. We didn't have laws before. <laughs> no, exactly. Which is uh, why we're here. <laughs> speaking of, are all of my previous offenses um, considered kind of wiped clean? Yeah. Redacted. Thanks. 
Flum, I promise I'm going to tell you what I want from you soon. But Daryl, to answer your question, pretty much yes. You guys have all been uh, granted honorary promoted. <laughs> honorary promotions. Well, in, honorary promoted. In respective guilds. So, um, Chuggles, Flum, Sting, you will be probably happy to note that you have all been promoted to votaries in the Selesnia. Flum! Baldrick, similarly, you were promoted to a Boros Wojek. Uh, Honorarily, of course, but I don't think they can really take it back now. Yes. Uh, Bald, Baldrick's a Wojak. <laughs> Daryl and Guy, as for you two, your guilds didn't really, I don't know, respect what you did to save the plane. Uh, so the Boros gave you honorary promotions as well. And you guys are also now considered Boros Wojaks. Oh, what? Well, it's, it's nice to have more in the ranks. Oh, God. I'm with him? I don't think I can do that. <laughs> And similarly, all of your records were expunged. Oh, that's fun. That's cool. Time to start up a start up a new save file. <laughs> your national heroes. What can I say? Speaking of uh, criminal records, yeah, let's talk about what you want us to do. <laughs> get get to it, curator. What's the what? What are you not saying? All right. Well, I'm sure you remember this woman. And he pulls out a folder and lays it down on the table. And inside is a image of Lef. Ah, I knew it. I knew it's it. Flum's <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> I don't have any memory of this woman. Come on, you all tried to drown her, and I'm the only one that stopped okay, it. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah, you. So you you know about Left's affiliation with uh, the vampires and the, the whole plot to the to destroy the plane. Yeah, he listed to season one. <laughs> we don't know all the details, but as far as we can tell, the vampires in Innistrad split her soul into six pieces to easily manipulate her. I can tell you where one of those six is. Great, because that was going to be my next point. Where is one of those six? Around the neck of Law Mage Dread. That locket was mine, and it contains a soul fragment of Lef. Oh. Well, that's not good. <laughs> Why is that not good? Isn't he under your your uh, control, basically? He works for you, doesn't he? He does work for us, but he just left on a very important mission in a very faraway land. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, when oh I, no, he went to the loop <laughs> When I get my hands on that goddamn Azorius POS, I'm going to kill him. Why didn't you say piece of shit? Casey, Baldrick, we're rated R. Baldrick doesn't swear. Yes, he does. What? I know he, he, he has. does. But... That's a damn lie. <laughs> okay. That's great, though. I'm glad to hear it. We know the position of more than one now. That's great. Um, well, okay. Here's So here's the situation as we know it, right? Um, the soul pieces... Uh, without a master to serve, has scattered throughout the city. We have no idea where they went. We have sent multiple investigators out to find them. We could not find them. And we are worried that if these pieces of the soul get into the wrong hands, the piece that we have spent the last 10 years building up would just crumble to pieces. There's a lead on a second one, too. We, before we entered Innistrad, we had apprehended another left clone, whatever you want to call them, they're fragments of her soul. Come on, Baldrick. Are you even listening? <laughs> well, I think it was a fragment of a soul in a golem since the first one disintegrated, but whatever. We, we apprehended her, but we had to hand her off to a affiliate of ours before we left. And that was the last yeah. we'd seen of him for apparently 10 years. Oh, my God. You're not talking about... Are you talking about Tony? You know about Tony. What happened? Centaur. <laughs> well, uh, Tony has been giving us a lot of trouble, but you will be seeing him very soon. Uh, very, very soon, yes. As we do have one of the soul pieces in our possession right now. Okay. And we believe it is the one 
that you left with Tony, if my my assertions are correct. Well, okay. that's all we got, so we're screwed. Okay, well, where where's <laughs> where is Tony? Tony has taken up a slight residency with our quartermaster, and so has the other piece of left soul. They live together. Does he have a Does he have a reasoning for why he's stuck around? It's all annoying. I honestly don't like Tony very much. So if you could just have him explain that to you himself, that would be wonderful. Uh, okay. Let's get after it. All right. It. All right. Um, if if this is what you want to tell us about, are are you trying to say we need to hunt them down? I listen. I don't know like all this technology magic stuff as well as the quartermaster. So he'll have to explain this to you more. But he seems to have created a device that can track down the soul pieces. But uh, we weren't able to use it without you, Baldrick. <gasps> Why? Why like me? Dragon radar. I I don't know the magic, so you're gonna have to talk to him. But. It's very important that we had you and we have you now. So will you do it? Yes or no? Of course. I love her. Oh, God. Nerd. Oh. Well, I am very, Bullshit. very happy to be a part of your love story, Baldrick. Back at you, bud. So here's the deal. I'll lay it out plain and simple <laughs> for you. You all would be working under the Cult of Crayola as a superhero team. You'll be gifted a base of operations, stocked weekly with essentials, as well as a constant supply of specialized gear from our tech, tech staff. What about paycheck? What about flashy <laughs> costumes? Well, we'll get to that. In return, you will complete whatever mission we give you to the best of your ability, which right now is finding the pieces of left soul. And you will be allowed to keep any unclaimed treasure or monetary reward that you accrue along the way. <laughs> and let's say You're one of the members that. of this... But yeah. Let's say one of the members of this party is um, perhaps being tracked by a... Uh, famous, powerful crime syndicate, will I be guaranteed immunity? I mean, that that person? I think you mean safety. It's not me. Like a witness protection program. Uh, Daryl, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure uh, Mr. Black here saw what was going on before Chuggles covered you. I did, in fact, see your tattoos, and I made a comment about them. <laughs> I saw the tattoos, and you have to understand that in our dealings with the House Demir, with the silence... They have not been good. They usually don't go very well for us. So as far as protecting you from them or keeping them away from you, I don't think we will be able to do that. You are going to have to solve this problem on your own. Anything else you have our full backing for. Don't worry, Daryl. You got us. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Daryl, look out. I'll save you. Aside from this, there was how you say chatter of other goings on in the city. Who is Martin Dragon? Martin Dragon. He's the uh, the billionaire tech inventor genius. Uh, philanthropist playboy. Yeah. 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 You know the you know the deal. <laughs> inventor of the the magic car and the mobiles. You probably see those driving around, right? Yeah, they're uh, pretty swanky. No. Well, there was there was an event tomorrow. Ah, yes, at the uh, at the Guild Concourse Mall. Yes. Uh, I'd like to hunt down a lead. A lead on what exactly? I don't know. I just want to see this guy. He sounds cool. Well, yeah, I was going. I mean, I was going to suggest Plastic that. Um, Baldrick. I mean, this has probably been a very long day for you all. So, uh, I would recommend that you all take the day tomorrow to get acquainted to the city and everything new that's going on, and consider attending Martin Dragon's event. Any, any. Uh, so, where's this quartermaster? You're saying we need to meet with him? Ah, yes, the quartermaster and our real estate agent as well. Can we get to buy our own house? Well, yes. yeah. Daryl, we got to remodel it. <gasps> Fixer upper. Are we house flipping? 
<laughs> Part of the deal is that we are giving you a base of operations that is fully stocked with all of the things you need to live. Food, water, Candy. everything like that. Candy. The Joanna the Joanna and Joanna Gaines stands for Joanna. Block out my last name. <laughs> Why would you say it? <laughs> I didn't think the joke would translate otherwise. So he reaches down into his desk and he pulls out five pieces of paper and he sets them down on the table across from him and he's just like, I'll just need you all to sign these contracts saying that you are officially in the employ of the cult of Crayola. Baldrick Can I read it? would like yeah, to read that shit. roll an investigation check on the piece of paper and look for any non-satisfactory legalese. That would okay. somehow be bad for us in the end. Okay, sure. Yeah, okay. sounds good. All right. Nine. Can I roll as well? You can. I recently got new physical dice. Baldrick is not fluent in legalese, and you don't really see anything that sounds sketchy at all to you. All right. I'm reading it as well. Uh, six. Daryl does not know the law because Daryl breaks the fucking law all the time. <laughs> you still think you know <laughs> yeah, that's them, fair. though. Because then he knows exactly what he's doing. See, that's how he stays morally gray on all of his decisions. Oh, ignorance of the law. He doesn't feel bad about anything because he doesn't know there's anything to feel bad about. I rolled an 18. Well, your uncle's a lawyer, right? So you've got My some... My uncle's a yeah, lawyer. You've got some law experience. Um, So the only thing that's really shady that stands out to you is in the contract it says that the base you're getting is not like legally going to be in your possession. Like It's still going to be in the possession of the cult of Crayola. That's like the only thing that seems a little bit sketchy to you. So we're renting it. Kind of. It's more like they're lending it to you. Hey guys, this base isn't permanently ours. It's going to be the Crayolas. Can we still? Yeah, that's going to be a that. deal breaker. Can we still hang up pictures and paint the walls? Oh yes, you'll be able to customize it as much as you want. The real estate agent will go over all of that with you. Here's the question: Why is it yours then? Well, it's just the property of the cult of Crayola. We put forward the money with Martin Dragon to build the different buildings. So you're under our employ. We are giving it to you for free. So there's no like blood oaths when we sign this or anything that like enslaves <laughs> our souls. Uh, no, nothing of the sort. Not at all. No, Dang sir. It. Wow, I really expected these guys to be the bad guys, but they're really letting me down. <laughs> <laughs> they're 100% going to be. Just wait. Daryl says that out Like loud I said, I understand your apprehensions. Uh, we are a new governing force that you've never seen before, but I assure you, best interests in our minds. Um, curator, okay. is, it, uh, is it. Jace still around? <laughs> no, Ooh. Jace fucked off a while ago. <laughs> he came in, put us in power, and left. Like he always does, from what I hear. Oh, oh, this yeah. is like Israel, actually. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I guess I'll sign it. And Baldrick signs. One begrudgingly signs. Chuggles rolls an investigation check to see if he can write his name. I mean, an, intel <laughs> an intelligence check. And I got a natural 20. Apparently, I can write my name. <laughs> Chuggles just has the most incredible calligraphy signature you've ever seen. <laughs> what? Flum, he's been working on it with Flum. <laughs> Flum taught him how to write in Innistrad. Joanna signs. <laughs> Daryl writes Joanna, <laughs> but then crosses out the last Sends name. that out. <laughs> Guy tries to sign, but kind of looks confused because at the Orzovs, when they sign things, there's just a stamp with a uniform signature. So he's not really sure what he's supposed to be doing right now. Oh, right, right, right. The Orzovs have the stamps. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like cover your hand in ink and then smack it down or something. <laughs> High fives the paper. Wait, can, <laughs> can Daryl do something sneaky and like sign right below the line so that like if it's it's not like legally binding? That's not a thing. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? 
Roll a sleight of hand check. Daryl writes it in pencil so he can erase it later. I spelled my last name H-A-L-L-E. Are you misspelling your name or are you signing it under the line? Because one of those no, is a much better I, idea than the other. <laughs> Even still. I mean, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that might I'll be my that. signature, but I spelled my name wrong. I don't know which one's the better idea. <laughs> better? I, I, will both be sleight of hand? Either would be sleight of hand, yes. Okay, I'll just... Uh, I'll do the one below the line because I think that's funnier. Okay. Uh, I got a 19. Okay. Uh, he doesn't notice and he's like, all right, everything seems in line here. Um, I guess we can get you all heading down to the real estate agent. Wait, if that's did Drambo right have to sign too? Oh, fuck. Sting signs. Forgot about Sting. Drambo. Fuck, does Drambo sign? <laughs> um, I guess Drambo signs a contract. Yeah, Drambo signs. Drambo signs a contract. His signature is just, he draws like a little uh, submachine gun on the paper, and that's his signature. Nice. Run away. Oh, God. <laughs> now, if we all run away, Drambo will be on the hook for all the rent. Juggles, do you, uh, uh, you like my art skills? You like them? My art skills? Uh, they're pretty good, yeah. Can you give me one of those on my arm? Yeah, touch your arm. Yes, I touch arm. No, with pen. No, and with fingers. pen. With pen, not your hand. He draws a little submachine gun on your arm. When nice. I'm get tough. So thirsty. He's always been thirsty. Not okay. I love much. it. This is the thirst. This is this is the horny episode. <laughs> so while that's happening, the curator John the curator steps up and walks over to his bookshelf and uh, he like lifts a little bronze statue, which causes the bookshelf to spin around, revealing a large tube that just goes straight downwards. And he's like well, this will take you down to the real estate agent who will set you up with your base of operation. jump in. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of you, after that, just hop right back in the tube. It'll take you down to the quartermaster and he will set you up with everything else you need to know. I also jump in. Okay. Hop, skip, and a jump. I push Drambo in first and then I jump in. Okay. And I want to ride him like a skateboard. As you guys are dropping down, he's just like, Good luck! You fall for what feels like a split second before suddenly landing perfectly in uh, five chairs. But Drambo and Sting are also there, so seven chairs, I guess. <laughs> um, guy is already there. He got there before any of you. Guy's um, no longer in the chair. He's roaming the room. Oh, well, you're in a, it's like a fan, it's another fancy office. This one does not have glass walls. It's just well, like wooden panels walls. Well, there's a lady in here. No. <laughs> I don't think Guy would care. Women aren't real. <laughs> So you're sitting across from a very chubby elven lady with wiry glasses and like a beehive haircut, if you guys remember those. Of course. Yeah. So the lady in the elevator in Endgame. What? Um, yeah, sure. That's so specific. Will did you get did you get a hard on from that lady, Casey? Is that why you remember? No, her it's, so well? it's no, it's Yvette Nicole Brown from Community. Uh, she claps her hands and she's just like, Oh, joy, the Ravnik Avengers. I knew it was only a matter of time. My name's Tamara. I'm going to make this super simple for you, okay? We have two bases available right now. And lucky for y'all, they are very unique and both are in the city proper. Isn't that exciting? Very. No. I want to live under the highway. Well, what? we have an option for you, if I'm being honest. Uh, well, I mean, isn't under the highway just a bunch of stores? But did you mean under the highway? Like a swing? Are you like talking about underground. underground base? We thought of two 
very different things. What about a sewer base like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Or a base under a frozen yogurt shop? Well, well, let me tell you your options. Let me tell you your options. So, or a base in a tree. Oh, we already did that. First (laughs) is a brand new skyscraper in Precinct 1, built specifically by the Cult of Crayola and Martin Dragon. What shape is it? It's a technology incubate. What? (laughs) (laughs) Is it like a big T? Wait, guys, hear me out. (gasps) Is it a big R? (laughs) It has great. Damn it, Chris! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll stop talking No, say, it's say just the joke. a standard shape Standard shape You guys would have the entire top floor And the roof at your disposal Bright lights, modern decorations Internal temperature control This property will be hard to pass up Flum, you can stand on the roof and brood Just like your favorite <laughs> anime characters Does it have an it open concept plan? Yeah, sure. Is it is it five minutes away from both the beach and my work? Uh, could be. <laughs> How's the lighting? She said bright lighting guy. Does it come with a dragon on the roof? No, it does not come with a dragon on the roof. Is parking on street or is it underground? Uh, on street, I would say. Guys, we can't do this. We can't all park on the street. Does it come furnished and with full amenities? Furnished and full amenities come with the apartment. Uh, everything else you can you can add on later. Do we pay for water? Wait, 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 wait. What are the other choices here, Tamara? Okay, that's the first option. You got. I, I, I said I was gonna make this simple, but y'all are making this very difficult. I, Second option. Yeah, I, what? I, I, <laughs> a sugar daddy just DM'd me. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Is this Daryl? No. It's Joanna. You better get on that to fund the podcast. Hell yeah. Yeah, Sullivan. It's all for the greater good. You're right. (laughs) All right, let's ride. Second option. (laughs) Damn it. The second option is for our more rugged adventurers. Located in Precinct 4, this base is half destroyed. It's an ancient (laughs) Demir temple. (laughs) No, thank you. They just give us a fucking rubble heap. (laughs) This sounds perfect. Wait, is it the Minneapolis Police Department? Keep going. (laughs) Nice, good one. (laughs) The temple isn't the home. It's just a front for the underground bunker we built beneath it. Uh, Precinct 4 may not be uh, any more than a glorified war zone, but the underground base uh, may not be the warmest or brightest property, but it does provide excellent protection in more covert missions and has easy access via the city's underground tunnel system. Fuck yeah, that sounds Mm. dope. Mm. That is up Daryl's alley. All right, how many other choices do we have? That's it. (laughs) I want a third choice. No, 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 of course. You can make all sorts of additions to both properties in the future. Once you have the funds, you can add armories, alchemy labs, so on and so forth. Heck, you can even expand deeper underground or deeper into the skyscraper if you want. Deeper into the sky. <laughs> to higher up. Keep building. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking more protection, the more the merrier, you know? Yeah, but a skyscraper sounds really cool. But it's not even shaped like an R. Bolchik, can you change your opinion so that I feel better about mine? Uh, why, Flum? Do you want the skyscraper? I like the bunker, but I don't like agreeing with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay, Flum. We can just negate his vote. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Uh, Juggles. Yes, Strambo. Uh, uh, which one are you voting for? Well, I don't know, Drambo. Which one do you like? Uh, whichever one you, you like. 
No, Drambo, you're your own person. You can vote. Uh, Drambo's face starts getting very red, and he looks like he's about to explode. Wait, with both of you combined, does that count you as one half of a vote? <laughs> I think so. Oh. I thought in the at least the party itself, I got my own vote, but... <laughs> guess not. If we're putting it to a vote, I vote Skyscraper. I vote Bunker. I also vote Bunker. I vote Bunker, but join Flum's petition to make Baldrick change his vote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Change you guys vote. really want the majority to change? No, <laughs> the majority wouldn't change. We just don't want you agreeing with us. <laughs> well, I can tell that this is putting a little bit of a divide in your party, so I'll just go ahead and give you the deed to the bunker, and we'll call it a day. Uh, so she slides you a little piece of paper that says, like, deed to the property, um, and it has the address of the well, new bunker in Precinct 4. I was just going to say, does it just deed. say the property? Um, deed to the, the property, property. Yes. Let, let me ask you, Miss Tamara, um, when you say Precinct 4 is like a glorified war zone, can you explain that assessment? Oh, well, you're in the Boros, right? You should know all about this. Uh, the, the Boros are fighting with all the other guilds all the time. The place is basically botched to ship, but you already have the deed. So, oh, hasta la vista, baby. And she hits a button on her desk, and you guys go flying down into tubes underneath your seats. Oh, boy. Who has the, who has the deed out of all of us? Who grabbed it? <laughs> it's in Drambo's mouth as he's flying down his tube. All right. All right, so once again, you're hurtled straight down super fast. You fall for what feels like only a split second before you are all spat out in a huge pile into a literal cavern of a room. So the ceilings uh, of this massive underground chamber are filled with juggles, stalactites, and various other geological growths, which stand in stark contrast to the bright white linoleum floors beneath you. Linoleum? Every centimeter? Yeah, this linoleum. Is awful. Awful. Jesus. Almost every centimeter of this giant cavern seems to be filled with row upon row of lab equipment. And standing directly in front of you, holding a small vial, is a lanky kid with wispy black hair who is just staring at you all with a blank expression. <coughs> uh, nerd! Hi. Do we recognize <laughs> him? You do not recognize him, no. Uh, hello? Are you the quartermaster? Uh, yes, I am the quartermaster. It's about time, too. Do you know how long I've been waiting for all of you? Baldrick stands up, walks over to the scientist, and puts his hand out for a shake. He reaches out kind of hesitantly, but he grabs your hand, very, very weak handshake, and shakes it. Okay, Baldrick Stormcaller, and what is your name, Quartermaster? My name is... It's, uh... Mr. Macaroni and Cheese. It is... What? I'd like to roll a constitution saving throw to see if I don't laugh. Ooh, it's uh, 16 or 17. You don't laugh. All right. Flum laughs. <laughs> like the food. <laughs> yeah, like the food. Listen, please just, if you could call me MC, I would appreciate it. You got MC it, Mac. Hammer. Got it. Speaking of hammers, uh, do you have our equipment that they took away from us in the cell? Yeah, it's uh, nice to meet you too. Um, would you all like to stand up and follow me? I'll get you your equipment back and I'll explain all the technical things that the Mr. Black isn't very good at explaining. Yeah, he's kind of dumb. I like this <laughs> character because it just sounds like what I imagine Sullivan's inner monologue sounds like when he's <laughs> stuck on something for too long. Uh, like a <laughs> this door. is what his voice seems like to me. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Okay. All right. F f follow me. Follow me. 
So he starts heading into the rows of lab equipment, and eventually he leads you up to a table towards the middle of the cavern, and on top of it is all of your guys' gear, if you want to pick that back up. Oh, yeah. And uh, next to the table, there seems to be some sort of pink goo that has been spilled on the floor, um, like about 20 feet away from the table. Chuggles, go lick that! Well, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Uh, Mr. MC, sir, what is... You, there's something on the ground there. Yeah, that's my goo. Chuggles' tongue is getting dangerously close to the goo. Don't like, don't like the goo. That's uh, it's my magic bouncing glue. <gasps> oh wait, Ch- wait. Chuggles lick the glue. Can Daryl grab him and just bounce him off of it? You're grabbing Chuggles and you're like hurling him. Into I was just the- gonna. I just felt like dropping him onto it because he was already next to it. But if you'd rather me baseball throw him at it, sure. <laughs> you tell me. You tell me what you're doing. I'd rather just drop the the boy. You're picking him up, holding him like arms height and then dropping him. Yeah, basically. Like a mic drop. Okay, you drop him and he bounces about like double the distance up past your arm. Wait! Holy shit, can I roll to catch him? Yeah. Roll a dexterity check. I'm good at that now. God, why am I rolling so badly today? Uh, 11. Yeah, you can catch him with an 11. Okay. He didn't go that high. Okay. Woo! So Chuggles, you land in Daryl's arms and he's like, yeah, great. You you threw him on the bouncing goo. Great. I'll throw uh, you on the bouncing goo, um, fucking nerd. Would it, would it be possible to get a vial of that? <sighs> I mean, it's just experimental, but I guess I could give you a vial, yeah, if you really want it. I, I would Fuck like the it. equipment. Bouncing goo. The little vial he was holding in his hand, he like looks at it sadly and then like holds it out to you and he's like, here you go. It's uh, It replenishes once a day by itself. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, very cool. Thank you. Uh, so should we get this started? Um, We'll start with your personal... I've made you guys, actually. It's very cool. I made you guys all uh, personalized items here. Uh, so we'll start with those, and then we can maybe move on to the main event, right? Does that sound good to everybody? Can I eat yeah. it? I wouldn't recommend it, no. Oh, okay. Let's ride. All right. Okay, good conversation. <laughs> so... It, from under the table, he pulls out uh, three larger suitcases and then two, like, small little... I don't... What's a fucking mini suitcase called? Like a, a little container. Like, like a... Like a... Like, like a, a purse. Yeah, like a purse. He's about to start, like, opening them up when you hear from towards the pile of goo, just like a... Oh, God. How did you make that? How did you do that, Sully? <laughs> Tossed his microphone up. Yeah. Good yeah, shit. I threw my mic in the air. Yeah. Good shit. And it's accompanied with like a big boing. Uh, what was that? Oh, um, oh, right. I forgot. You guys probably want to see this. And uh, you hear the screaming again, like a big, ah! And this time, Landing in the pink goo with like a couple like little small bounces, laughing at the top of his lungs is Tony, the centaur you guys abandoned in the lube factory. Oh god. Who is now sporting dreadlocks, which are now starting to gray a bit, which fall all the way down his absolutely shredded human half. On his back, also laughing, is Lef. Now sporting a pixie cut in a simple like t-shirt jeans combo. Baldrick. Baldrick is speechless and Uh-oh. his eyes are very wide and he's gone extremely pale. Hi, Lef. Uh, Lef, like, her laughter dies down and she looks over and she sees you, Baldrick, and just makes an absolute fucking beeline towards you. So she hops off of Tony, 
walks straight towards you and just punches you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. Uh, and you take a D4 of damage. Uh, do I roll it or you roll it? You can roll Why? it. Me next, me next. Okay. Oh, by the way, were we back at full health or not yet? Since we haven't really had a rest. Probably not. Okay. We don't sleep around here. If she knocks you out, I'll be very happy. No, oh, no, she didn't knock me out. Can you make it like 20 D10s or something? <laughs> Ow! Left. what was that for? You deserve it. Tears just start streaming down her face, and she's just like, 10 years. 10 years I thought you were dead. And she turns away from you with her arms crossed, just sniffling. Uh, and uh, at the exact same moment, Tony's like, Hey, you guys are alive. This is great. Hey, Tony, you did your, you know, Tony, of all the people we've encountered at Ravnica, you've done your job. You're the best member. You're the officially a member of the Ravnica Avengers now. Holy shit. I'm a member of the Ravnica Avengers? Yeah, you did her. You watched her for 10 years. That's better than I half did. The I, yeah. I did. You might take a while for your trading card to come out, but... You all told me. You all told me. Stay with left. Stay with left. No matter what. And you know what? I did. <laughs> man, Tony, you lost your accent. It's crazy. Ten years does a lot to a man. <laughs> so what have so, you guys been up to? Yeah, what is what is going on? Why, why are you in the quartermaster's quarters? Well, you know, listen, it's a crazy story, right? You told me to stay in the lube factory with left, and I did. We waited for about, like, seven days. Normally, I would be mad. But while I was there, I found out I just fucking love science, dude. And like Lef and I, we really hit it off. She's super cool, super smart. So we're like best friends now. That's great. Uh, and we figured like this cult of Crayola, these people were going to be looking for us anyway. So like we just cut to the chase, came right here, turned ourselves in. But, you know, they didn't really have a way of tracking down the other pieces of the soul and stuff. So they just kind of like stuck us here with the quartermaster who... We fucking love this guy. Isn't he the best? He's great, right? Yeah, I mean, he seems a little uh, <laughs> yeah, apathetic, but... Yeah. Max, tolerable. Cool. <laughs> MC is just like fucking head in hands, just looking so upset. But like um, you said, didn't leave her side, so we're all here. She was tied up. When did you untie her? And how did you convince her to stay with you? <laughs> it's been 10 years. Well, you've been super tied up for 10 years. <laughs> no, 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 no. I understand the that. The craziest fucking question. No, no wonder no. your relationship Tony. fell apart. Why did you feed her? Okay, Tony. Last time, why didn't you run away? <laughs> her and I spoke. <laughs> yeah, what? No, keep going. Okay, last time, her and I talked. It was more of like a fight, and she was against us. So, do you mind telling me how we came to this? Or, matter of fact, Lef, how are you here and not trying to kill us? Remember when the vampires died? Yo, Tony, why you let the woman walk around free? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Lef turns around and just, like, points her finger at you with, like, her hand shaking. And she's like, you don't talk to me. Is she pointing at me? No, pointing at me. I'm self-centered. And Tony's just, like, elephant. Tony's just like, dude, dude, you, we were in there for like seven days. We like talked, you know, so we talked for a bit and turns out she's just kind of cool. And then whatever crazy magic was all over her just dissipated at one point. So like, yeah, she's a cool girl. And you just like left her for 10 years. Where have you guys been? This is crazy. Oh, all right. All right. Tony, listen. 
Time I'm dilation. listening. You're the, you time. don't seem to be listening. Time I'm dilation. Listening. Time dilation was not on the agenda, okay? It wasn't supposed to be 10 years. But seeing as apparently everyone else has figured out that the speaker is a piece of shit, he didn't tell us <laughs> that there would be consequences to going to another plane with time, all right? This wasn't on, on what this wasn't the plan. Uh yeah, well, it wasn't really my plan either to become a scientist, but here we are. We had a plan. Well, it seems like everyone's found their calling. Um so can we get going with the equipment? I I'm bored with this. Yes. I want a laser gun watch. Flum real quick is going to be like scratching his head and be like, "Oh, Lef, I uh I like your new look. It's uh pretty groovy." <laughs> She's just like Thanks, Flum. Thanks. I, I no appreciate problem. it. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, uh, MC, what 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 are we doing here? Give us the gist, man. All right. So, my job is to create equipment for you guys, special magical mechanical equipment that helps you guys uh, you know, complete your tasks. So uh, let's start with um, Daryl, shall we? Daryl, would you like yours? Oh, absolutely. Um, so all of these, he like opens their relative suitcase and pulls them out. So Daryl, for you, he's like, so, um, I mean, I see you've got the tattoos and stuff. So this was kind of a last minute thing, but uh, I figured I would help you get back to your bardic roots just a little bit. Um, and he pulls out a jet black, very synthesized looking trumpet. Uh, that is custom made Holy for an elephant. Holy shit. Um, so this is a... How does that even work? This is a Put trumpet. Put it in your trunk. <laughs> this is a trumpet of dubstep. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. You can use Absolutely. an action to speak the horn's command word and then blow into it. It emits a thunderous dubstep blast in a 30-foot cone that is audible from 600 feet away. Uh, each creature in the cone must make a DC 15 constitution saving throw. On a failed save, they take uh, 3d6 of thunder damage and are deafened Holy for a shit. minute. On a successful save, they take half as much damage and are not deafened. That is so freaking dope. Oh, it gets, there's more. There's more. So, oh my God. Okay. Creatures and objects made of glass or crystal have disadvantage on the saving throw and take 5d6 thunder damage instead of three. And then here's the kicker. Uh, each use of the horn's magic has a 20% chance of causing the horn to explode. The explosion will deal 5d6 fire damage to the blower and destroy the horn. Oh, boy. Uh, I guess we'll do Truggles next. Truggles, you want yours? Does that yes. interest you? This interests Not a laser watch. He walks. <laughs> so listen, I've been like, I've been reading the, um, the transcripts from all the shit you guys have done. Yeah. And it appears to me... That what's really holding you back is your vertical movement. Is it 3D maneuver gear? <laughs> <gasps> um, so he opens up he opens up your suitcase and it's not 3D maneuver gear. Um, oh, walks. and it just it just looks like a pair of red Chuck Taylors. The fuck are Chuck Taylors? Converse. Converse. I've never heard Chuck Taylor. Chris, I thought you were supposed to be indie. Yeah, I thought you what were an e-boy. I don't know product name. I'm a poor indie boy. These are Chuggle Chucks. Um, they look exactly <laughs> like normal red Chuck Taylors. However, when you press the circular logo on the side, the sole drops down, revealing a complex series of glowing magical mechanisms. When this is activated, you can move up, down, and across vertical surfaces and upside down along ceilings while leaving your hands free. You have a climbing speed equal to your walking speed. 
Um, and you just can't use it on any slippery surfaces. So you can walk on walls and ceilings. Fuck yeah. What it, what constitutes a slippery surface? Like ice, what else? Ice, oil. Okay. Um, yeah. A frictionless surface. I strap those bad boys on and I walk up the wall. <laughs> well, the wall is very... You're in the middle of the cavern, so you're very far away from a wall. But I there's start like running. cabinets. <laughs> you run to a wall? Yeah. Okay, Chuggles just fucking takes off. Um, <laughs> That's normal. I'll just let you know when you get there. All right. On brand. All right, um, Guy. I'm, I'm very proud of yours, if I'm being honest. He opens up one of those smaller suitcases, and he pulls out a small stone. Like, it just looks like a regular gray stone where one of the sides is just flat. Why is mine the littlest? Well, this is going to help you and your, um, your little friend that you talk to in your head. And so this is a sensor of the balancing scales. So the small stone supports <laughs> an adhesive backing that can be used to stick to anything. When it's attached to a melee weapon containing the soul of Karl Marx, the stone gains the uncanny ability to determine its target's relationship to the Communist Party. So, when it's aimed at a member of the bourgeoisie, the stone will glow a faint blue. When it's pointed at a fellow proletariat, it will grow, glow a faint red. The hammer gains a plus one to any attack when it is glowing blue and a minus one to any attack when it's glowing red. Once I affix it, is it permanent? Uh, no, you can stick it on, take it off. Okay. Pop it on there. Guy! <laughs> yeah? What's up, Mark? I suddenly... I haven't seen you in a bit. Ah, yes, it's been a while. I mean, we just talked in the prison, technically. No, I don't remember that. It was like... Like 20 minutes ago. I, I don't remember that at all. Well, Guy, I suddenly can see everything! I can see our allies with more clarity than ever before. I take off the stone. <laughs> Your Russian accent is truly impeccable. Oh. He's German. Marx is German. Sorry, yeah, I didn't know why I stopped Russian. Because you were talking about communism. Guy, could you put that back on? Are you going to stop monologuing? Uh, ah, uh, yes. I put it back on. Guy! I can suddenly I take it off. <laughs> I take it off. Come on, guy. Wait, guy, guy, just put it back on. I want to see what it does when you point it at me. I put it on and I throw it at Baldrick. Uh, you I throw it? Her. It's not a not an aggressive throw, but like a little <laughs> throw. When you do it, the stone starts to glow. Oddly enough, a faint purple. <laughs> Wait, what about me? I pick it up and then toss it at Daryl. <laughs> when you do that, it absolutely glows um, a, a, a faint red. Anyone else? <laughs> I want me, 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 me. What color am I? I throw it at Sting gently. Sting's red. Hell yeah. Proletariat, <laughs> Hell yeah, down with the bourgeoisie. Hell yeah, bro. Uh, uh, MC, yeah. what does purple mean? Uh, I don't know. It's not supposed to do that, actually. Um, Bitch color. Are you fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucked up? Fucked up. Fucked up. How? I got punched in the face. I don't know about if that's fucked up, but I don't care. Flum. <laughs> oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> so uh, this one's for you. And he opens up a big suitcase and pulls out a mace. Um, it looks <gasps> and feels and handles exactly like a typical mace, but it is not a typical mace. It is an animace. <laughs> Animace. So as a bonus action, it can magically transform into any weapon that Flum has ever seen on his multiversal TV. 
It only affects the appearance of the weapon with its stats still being that of a mace. So if the new weapon is bigger than a mace, like it doesn't take up more area. Everything that's not just in the area of the mace just becomes like, uh, like a hologram. Like you can just pass through it. But once per rest, you can use your transformed weapon to attempt a maneuver, either strength or dexterity, from any TV show you've seen on your multiversal TV. Um, and when you do that, you gain advantage on the check or you can add an extra plus three to your roll. And you have to determine which one of those you're going to do before you make the roll. <laughs> you made a mistake. That is so... F- <laughs> 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 Hell yeah. Plum, can you activate the seal of Orichalcos? I, I, I hope you're I hope you're well versed in bleach because it's about to get bonkai up in here. Oh, I don't know what that means. So yeah, that's you're the gonna. anime. Hell yeah, that's perfect. Baldrick, you now have the. It's actually called the slime of sick verts. The little vial that you got. Oh okay. Um, so it's a sticky pink substance. Um. It's very heavy when you hold it in the container, but it flows freely when it's poured. The slime can be poured on the ground in a 10-foot square, allowing any creature to jump on it, springing them 30 feet into the air. And Baldrick, uh, he picks up the last small little suitcase, and he hands to you a small black ring. Okay. And so this, he explains to you, is what he calls the Ring of the Six Souls. Um, So... The ring contains a number of charges equal to the number of souls that are captured within it. One charge can be expended to perform an associated action with each of the captured souls. So each soul that you collect is going to have a different ability it can do. Um, Only three charges can be used at any given time. Uh, The ring takes the appearance of a simple obsidian band to anyone not attuned to it. And if the bearer is killed, their soul will be trapped within the ring for eternity. (laughs) <laughs> no, no. When you say, does is it only left souls or literally anyone I kill? It's left souls. Oh, okay. Just making so sure. MC is like, uh, I made this so you can, you know, get all the souls together. Once you have all the pieces of left souls, once you find them all, uh, you just make sure they're all in here and it should automatically put them back together into left, physical left, big physical left. Back okay. To what, what, what were the effects for this when I spend a charge? What does it do? Uh, you will not know until you get a soul in there. Okay, and now it doesn't have any souls? Uh, no, not yet. We do not have any souls yet. Well, except for this one. And he points yeah. to left crying in the corner. Um, She's still crying? She's yeah. like sniffling, like wiping her tears. Like she just looks generally like fucking upset. Okay, well, <clears throat> I'll... Uh, I'll just keep this on my person, and he puts it on his. Uh, well, I mean, finger. You're gonna have to get her in the ring. Uh, um, hmm. You got this, you, Baldrick. You're gonna have to put her in the ring. I don't, there's no. Uh, I don't know if no she's gonna order. like that. Well, you can ask. Why? Why didn't you do this before we got here? Why am I got it? Why do I gotta do why, it? She's a. I can't just shove her in a ring. She's a person, dude. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> oh, man. That's not the dilemma I'm facing right now. I, you put her in the ring now. You, you're going to go find them all, right? So you get them all together and she's going to turn her back into a person. You get powers, it's going to be great. Just ask the ask her. Baldrick is going to compose himself and uh, walk slowly walk over to Lef in a very uh, non-threatening manner. She like looks he's, over her shoulder he's, at you. He's, 
he's gonna try to like he's gonna try to become like as small as possible as to not like alarm her in any way. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like she's a fucking animal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he did just get socked in the face, so he's a little apprehensive. Uh, uh, Lef, what do you want? I told you not to talk to me. Mm. Um, couple so- soul name. <laughs> uh, um so this uh this guy uh M- mc over there yeah uh, cool guy cooler than you oh okay um <laughs> so i i think you know you already know that you're only part of the woman that yeah baldrick i, I know have. okay i'm not stupid in fact we've determined that i am the part of left soul that is intelligence so don't fucking mansplain to me the fact that my soul's been split into six pieces okay 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 your intelligence what what does that mean exactly i what, don't what? know baldrick just what the fuck do you want he what said, do you want he said what do you that want? i have he said that i have to put you in the ring great sounds good as long as it means i don't have to look at your stupid face i'll go into the fucking ring what? I got him. Wait, but how? How do I have to kill you? What do I do? No. What? I just Punch go her. into the ring, and she touches the ring, and she's gone. Oh, oh. oof! Oh. Uh, <laughs> goes running over to where she was. <laughs> is, there, is there? Is there just like sand on the ground now? There's like a little wisp of blue, of like a light blue, um, solely smoke, and it zips into the ring, and Lef is gone. There's no sand. Stop making Marvel references. At this exact same time, Chuggles. It wasn't a Marvel reference. I don't know. Okay. Chuggles. Yes. You hit the wall. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like to, You're at the wall, baby. I'd like to push that little fucking Chuggles button and walk up it. <laughs> so the shoes do a little and uh, expand out, revealing their circuitry, and you're just sprinting up the wall. No, I just want to take three steps and go, hey, guys. I'm a stalagmoot. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd Lef go? Baldrick just killed his girlfriend. Fucking Baldrick. You're shouting this at each other from like a very far distance away in this cavern. <laughs> Good thing this cavern's echoey. Um, Baldrick is now on the ground on his knees just staring at the ring in his palm. Like he's he just has it in his palm and he's like staring at it. So the ring has a little bit of smoke coming off of it and um, you feel that you get you gain the power of intelligence. So what that means yeah. is you now have the ability to use an action to see into and through solid matter for one minute. Uh, this vision has a radius of 30 feet. To you, solid objects within the radius appear as transparent and don't prevent light from passing through them. The vision can penetrate one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, or up to three feet of wood or dirt. How about clothing? Yeah, I was going to say, Baldur's going to use that for clothing. <laughs> Fuck, Baldur's going to use that for clothing. Yep. But yeah, that is one. Mm-hmm. So you now have one charge on the ring, and you can use that once. Flum is going to grab Baldrick by his um, collar and be like, Bring her back, you son of a bitch! Flum, <laughs> <laughs> Flum, wait, wait, wait a minute, man. What did you do to her? She's in the ring, man. Is he like, hold, is the ring on his hand? No, the ring, he well, he was holding it in his palm. Flum's gonna grab Baldrick's hand and start yelling at the ring, Lef, I'm gonna <laughs> save you! I'll oh, get oh, you guys, out of there! Calm down, calm down. Just please uh, calm down. Um, I forgot to mention, you can also, instead of using the charges to, like, use the abilities, you can also use them to generate her spectral form for, like, 
10 minutes or something like that. So you might want to do that now so he stops freaking out. <laughs> the, wait, um, this is just outside <laughs> the thing. So it's uh, the tar- charges can get refilled how, like when? I can use After one. a long rest. After Okay. All right. Um, Baldrick puts the ring on his finger and he, uh, how, how, do I, how do I bring her out? You just call upon the specific left. So like, I want the left of intelligence. Okay. Uh, uh, give, me, give me the left of intelligence. So the left just like suddenly appears in front of you in a wisp of light blue uh, magical smoke. And she just like goes, uh, hey, I, I didn't want to bring you out. Talk to him. And I, I did it. I saved her. <laughs> he points over at Flum. Oh, Flum. Flum. You naive creature. Uh, thank you. Thank you for saving me. I'm gonna You're welcome. Go. Can I go back in the ring now, though? I'm just going to go back in the ring real quick. <laughs> Is it nice in there? <laughs> it's very nice in there. It's kind of like, you know, how optimists say a Pokeball looks on the inside. <laughs> okay, yeah, you could go. Uh, I just wanted to make sure you were okay. Okay, I'm okay. Thank you, Flo. I'm worried about Baldrick, you know. He, he's, he's, he's had a bad past. Yeah, I oh, trust me, I know. <laughs> okay, nice seeing you. Baldrick, call me back in, please. Can I go back in the ring? Yeah, okay, yeah you're good. Go, <laughs> go back. <laughs> okay, so she gets sucked back into the ring, and as she does, you just hear, Fuck you, Baldrick! <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay. I'm glad she's on uh, our side. All right. So um, after all of that, um, one more thing I have for you guys. And MC pulls out a round object about the size of a fist. So it's like, um, it's kind of like a skipping stone. Like it's that shape or like a pocket watch. So your mission, as far as I've been told, is to hunt down the pieces of left soul. Correct? Uh, yes. Probably. Great. So um, here's where I'm at. I've been able to create this machine that can detect the specific magical radiation exuded from the soul pieces. So thank you to the left that you just sucked into your ring for that. Uh, She helped me find that. Only problem is uh, we have no way to use it without you, Baldrick. And he hands it to you. Uh, Why? What do I have to do with it? Well, the tracking spell that we are using on this... uh, it's very powerful, and it can only be powered by someone who has a deep personal connection to whoever you are tracking. Um, Lef does not really have deep personal connections to anybody except for you, so we've been kind of fucked for the last 10 years. Oh, you're going off the spectral frequencies by using alternate versions of this universe, and since Baldrick's the only person with a connection with her, that's the only way you can go through those channels, right? My God, finally, someone who speaks my language. <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yeah, right? It makes it makes perfect sense. And he like gives he gives a look to Tony, and Tony's just like, I can't figure that shit out for the life of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. In the same way that Captain America could lift Thor's hammer, I have a feeling that Flum's love for <laughs> love can power uh, that ring. But whatever, keep going. <laughs> Uh oh, okay I'll I'll I guess I'll take just does he hand it to me or yeah he hands it to you okay how big is it it's a about the size watch. of your fist like you can hold it I just bet, barely in your hand I bet Baldrick drops it okay <laughs> he breaks it <laughs> uh, okay what do I how do I activate it uh well you just um press the button on the top there and it has like a big round button on the top of it you can like right, click he, with your pointer he finger does it okay so when you press it you hear a very satisfying beep. 
Um, and there is a whir as the front face of the object lights up. And you instantly recognize the blue magical lines forming on this stone as a map of Ravnica. And before you know it, you start to see some glowing green dots appear on the screen. So one of the dots appears right near the center of the map where you all are um, in the city proper, but it is quickly moving away to the south. So you can assume that that's the one uh, that Dread had. A second dot appears at the farthest southern edge of the screen as if it is like off the map. Uh, it's in a direction of an area known as the Wastelands, which is a war-torn area that used to be lush farmland where the Gruul clans now reside. The third dot is in Precinct 3 to the east. So Flum, Chuggles, and Sting all know Precinct 3 well because that's where the V2 Gazi tree is, the world tree that the Selesnia looks up to. Specifically though, the dot is in an area known as the Wilds, which is a section of abandoned city that long ago the Selesnia tried to like reclaim to nature, but now it's just like insanely taken over by nature and no one can get in. Hell yeah. The fourth dot and the final dot is located directly on top of a large building, also in Precinct 1, which is labeled, in common lettering, Astro Hall. <gasps> Rap bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Ravnik Avengers 2, Disco of the Soul. The Ravnik Avengers are Sullivan Harris as the DM, Joanna as Daryl Hall, Lena Pratt as Guy Elfman, Casey Clark as Baldrick Stormcaller, Benjamin Mannix as Flumsteig Dragava, and Chris Rowe as Chuggles the Muppetborn. If you like what you heard, please consider giving us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us out. Please leave us five magical items that our players are going to forget within the next 10 minutes out of five magical items that our players are going to forget within the next 10 minutes. The Ravnik Avengers are part of the Orion Valley Productions podcast network where you can check out our other podcast, Frankly, I Love Movies. Right now we are doing a series on Broadway musical adaptations. And this week we are talking about Into the Woods, which is a pretty crazy conversation Josh Wall, the host, is having with his buddy Alex Kosick. Thank you to Lord Candy for our cover art. That is at L-O-R-D-K-N-D-Y on Instagram and on Twitter. And we will see you all in two weeks, when the Ravnica Avengers join the Ravnica Homeowners Association. Bye! The post on your OnlyFans. <laughs> Hell yeah! Daryl would. Only, only $50 OnlyFans. a month. It's very expensive OnlyFans. More expensive than Belle Delphi. Exactly. Oh, you freaking perverts. What? <laughs> what?